Welcome to the Cup of Nurses podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Cup of Nurses podcast with your hosts, Matt Slarchik and Peter Fendera. Peter, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, today, we're going to talk about some myths for new grad nurses and also offer some tips for your first year of uh, nursing school. Awesome. Uh, let's start with the first one. What is the first myth, Peter? Uh, a lot of people think that where you start is where you're going to end up, which we can both attest that's pretty false. I agree. Um, what is your experience with that one? Did you end up? Are you still where you started or have you switched? Um, I am where I started, but initially I wanted to go into pediatrics, like PEDS, ICU, come to nursing school. That was my interest. I like kids. I like taking care of kids. I like dealing with families. Unfortunately, there was no jobs available for me in the PEDS, ICU, so I decided to do cardiac step down in a cardiac ICU, um, which I thought it would be okay for me. And I really actually really enjoy it. I enjoy the stuff that I do. I found a unit and I didn't think much of it. I thought it might be like there temporarily until an opening comes available for the PEDS ICU and then right. I you know, jump ship. But what about you? You switched around a little bit. Yeah, so it looks like you've grown into yours. Um, and for me, I started as a med surge nurse and that was completely different to where I am now, the ICU. So working med surge, it was different. Um, I developed like a routine after a little bit. It was six patients. I never dove down into like the care of like my patient, understand what's going on, like, you know, minute to minute, the vital signs, the lab values, constant draws and things like that to really figure out like, you know, how critical is my patient? What has to change? What has to be done? So you could get back to better and, you know, step down and hopefully leave the hospital. So right. Definitely what I initially thought of med surge, I grew out of it and I'm tackling a new experience, which is in the ICU and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So, Oh yeah, but I mean, a lot of people don't want to change uh, careers or jobs. They're usually scared, you know, hey, what if I end up somewhere worse than I am? And somebody just get too comfortable. Right. You're comfortable, you get stuck in a routine and you just keep doing stuff over and over and over and over, which some people like comfort. But if definitely if you want to learn and grow, change definitely the way to do it. Even if you like where you're at, you know, like a unit, just venture out a little bit. You can always come back yeah. if you don't like where you went. But, hey, try some new stuff out. Your, your first year out of nursing school, people don't think much of, much of it. And plus, you got that first year out of the way already. So you kind of know a little bit, like you kind of, you know, general scope. What exactly. What's going on in the hospital and how to do things. But the specialties, just try something out. You do cardiac, do medical. You do adults, do peds. Exactly. And one thing is um, the fear of changing your job. Like, don't be afraid. Like, people have to realize that growth exponentially happens on the other side of comfort, which is fear. It's stepping outside your comfort zone, trying new things. And let's face it, like, it's better to fail than to never try, right? There's a quote like that. So go out there, do your best. If you don't know what's going on, you're going to get oriented. Someone will help you out. You ask questions and you'll grow and you'll grow as a person and confidence, everything. It's it's amazing. Yeah, like, exactly. Don't be afraid to try different things, you know, right. whether it's a specialty, different hospital. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. It's fun trying new things. Uh, another myth people think that learning stops once you graduate. Uh, Matt, you just finished your CR. Congratulations. Thank you. How's it feel? Um, feels pretty good. Um same stuff, different day if you think about it. But um, the continuing education is different for me. So instead of doing like 20 CEs f- to maintain my license every two years, I think I have to do like uh, over 100 hours really? every three years to get the, to re- get recertified. So not only does it help me keep up to date with like my evidence base and all that, you know, I'll, f- 
I'm going to understand more. I could bring topics to the table where we are now. And yeah, so definitely just because you're done with your textbooks, you pass your NCLEX, it doesn't stop. It right. only continues from here. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you don't stop learning. I mean, there's always new medications coming out. There's always new medication you're giving. Um, even if you're a specialized unit, you're going to give some, you know, a lot of psych meds, I feel like, even though you're not really doing a psych patient, but definitely. a lot of people have their depressions or whatever. But, but um, yeah, learning procedures, policies, you know, that's just a whole different task of its own. You know, especially when things change. You know, you get a new Meplex dressing, you know, you right. get in-service on that thing. Yeah. You know, new, new Craig bed or something. You get in-service on that. You just you keep learning. And even not even those little things, you still learn more about the human body. You learn more about the critical thinking aspect of nursing. You know, when to give certain meds, when to give not certain, when to not give certain meds. You know, and just people want to buy to school as well. Right. So it's an option. And, just, and then and then you also learn as a judgment for example right. when to hold medications like some patients you know the metoprolol for example or is your you know you could become sinus brady if it's like 59 60 for some patients you might hold it because you know how low it drops them for right. some you could still give the same dose and they'll be good throughout the night you're not gonna have any issues right so not only are you learning in that aspect you're learning from a clinical aspect and how to judge situations better exactly so yeah, just, just bouncing off that even though a patient might have like a blood pressure stocks in the 100s but a lot of times we give metoprolol just for like a little bit of rate control right they get like a 12.5 milligram just because you know they get a little tacky during during the day or during the night or they go into AFib for a little bit, but then they right. throw themselves back you just want a little bit of that rate control. And then, you know, you know I'm bouncing off that as well, I hate when some people hold it and then there's that rebound effect of metoprolol and then the patient is super tacky yeah. and this nurse had to call at night and get digit instead because she was a little hypotensive. So it's just right. um, different situations. Yeah, but you just learn as, as you go. You know, we're all growing together. We're all nurses. Um, a lot of people also think that you can be on your own when you're a nurse or come to nursing school. You feel like you're a little lonely. You feel lonely at work. Um, definitely not. But um, I did when I started. So this is the myth that I debunked myself mm -hmm. as well through experience. Is that floater sink mentality? Um, I got off um, orientation, and everybody's like, "You'll be fine. You'll be fine." And I almost felt like, "Wow, that's it. I'm gonna be on my own. I better do this, or I'm not gonna make it, or I'm gonna get right. fired." And just putting dumb thoughts to myself, just overthinking the situation, you know. And it's mm -hmm. not true. Um, there's definitely nurses, every unit is different, but they're so helpful. And if you don't know anything, like you ask questions and they help you out like you are not on your own. So. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we become nurses. We have that, that uh, nurture aspect. Right. You know, even, even those guys, I mean, I always want to help people. I always look for whoever's struggling, help them out. You know, you can see the f look on their faces. They're you know, struggling. And yeah, I came out of um, orientation thinking I should know everything. Right. You know, I shouldn't ask questions. I was scared to ask questions. I'm like, hey, I should already know this by now. Why? Why do I know this? So instead of asking questions, I would look stuff up, and I would take more time to ask actually right. ask the question, which is kind of counterintuitive if you think about it. Exactly. A lot of critical thinking is, especially in ICU and stuff, is more on the spot. Like, hey, we got to do this now and take care of this now. But yeah, you won't you won't feel alone if someone's going south. You know, there's alarms. You're not gonna be the only one in your in your room during the code or. If someone's respiratory distress, you're gonna hear, you know, the alarm going off. So everyone's gonna run in there, help you out, and it's just good to bounce off ideas off everybody. You know, you exactly. might have a different view or different perspective compared to the older senior nurse on your unit that's been doing it for 42 years, like your like your one friend over there. Yeah, you know, and you give them some insight, and they give you some insight, and it's just like a happy 
happy place. Care gets delivered better, right? Exactly. So yeah. I do agree with that one. Um, mm. What about the myth that like um, nurses run doctors' errands? How um, do you feel about that? Uh, not anymore. Uh, when the issues got hired, I felt like we a lot of stuff to get pushed on us. Like we, we talked about the physicians, physician consults. Right. A lot of that wasn't going on, and um, sometimes you might feel like MDs don't respect you as much because you're a nurse, and they think you might not not know what they not know as much as they do. But right. But we're hands on with the patient. You know, we're in direct contact. We're in the front lines. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean. Sometimes when, you know, you have to be direct with them and let them know what's going on, you know. And speaking of, like, consults in the ICU, it, it should be physician to physician. Sometimes that does not happen. The doctor gets lazy and he just leaves it for you. Um, and there, there there are nurses that send a friendly page and, hey, don't forget about your consult. Don't forget to call them. So it's just becoming consistent with that and helping the doctors, like, do their job sometimes because right. yes you do get pushed down and especially from a patient to patient you're taking care of patients you get loaded some things that you got to take care of for them then from the higher up you got the doctors pushing down on you and you're like this middleman that's taking care of everything and that's why we're awesome superheroes right. but at the same time hey you we can't be loaded like doctor do your job or exactly. hey, do this console so you have to be direct and don't be afraid, you know, they are, they're human, right. they're human. As nurses, we do have our own scope of practice, and also you don't want to get more work thrown on you than you, you know, initially have coming in, because that's just like, workload sucks sometimes, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so Matt, you got any tips for us? Us um, new grads out here? Yeah, we should probably help them out. So, one of them is the power of asking questions. Don't forget about that. Just like Peter said, he got maybe a little too confident they don't want to make it look like he doesn't know anything and yeah you're googling your own questions right ask questions um collaborative work is always better two heads always work better than one right um and sometimes one scenario that you had is going to be different from the scenario you had with a different patient so things are always different you should always ask for like a second pair of eyes on anything so right exactly yeah i mean ask questions you know that's we're gonna try to hammer that into your head because you know you don't want to push them at the like low pressure too quick and then just do it bottoms out real quick instead right. of you know having a controlled decrease of the blood pressures and you know if you were to ask hey how long do I push this for or how quick can I give this that you've been avoided. Um, there's no dumb questions. Um, I mean, we're nurses. We got you know at least associates, but now they're pushing more towards bachelors. Exactly. So we do have some experience behind us, and you know we're all intelligent individuals. Right. No, she's a dumb question. You're gonna know something someone else is gonna, is gonna know. Exactly. You know, don't hesitate. Clarify. Right. No such thing as a stupid question. That's the takeaway from yeah. that. Even even with even with physicians, if you're kind of curious on how some kind of uh, illness works or like the stages of some kind of a uh, disease or stages of heart failure, you know, don't be afraid to ask a physician either. I mean, they're they're there. They know right. they went to school for that kind of stuff, so they're probably offer more insight and more of like the theory on it compared to nurses would be more right. of the hands on and kind of. A cause and effect, if you could, you could say, that is true. Um, then another tip, um, I would say, self care. It's not an opinion, or it's not an option. I should say, it's a necessity. Um, burnout is real, right, Peter? Yeah, burnout sucks, and when it hits you, it hits you pretty hard. Um, you burn out at work. You come home, you burn out more. You know, you start sleeping more. You start being lazy. You start doing less. You know, time management becomes an issue. Um, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. You know, especially if you do nights. If you do nights, you got to be able to adjust, you know, from your night schedule to your day schedule. Exactly. You got to try and, you know, be, 
you know, um, a day person <laughs> while you're a night so, person at work. Power to all the, mm-hmm. or shout out to all the night nurses and shout Whoa. out to us for doing that because it, it does take a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a mental toll. You're, you're fighting your own circadian rhythm and yeah. it's it sucks. Definitely um, one thing I do that I, I prioritize my self-care is by taking little breaks. Even though we're busy, I'll tell the nurse, hey, cover my patients and I'll go to the break room. I'll take, if all I have is five minutes, I'll do that. Sometimes I have a pair of headphones on and I'll put like a little peaceful music on, take some deep breathing, like meditate, like soothe myself. And when I open that door out of the break room, I walk in, I feel refreshed. Like there's a difference in the alarms I hear. I'm just more clear and focused. Yeah. Um, Speaking of self-care, we actually got our massage chair Mm -hmm. in our unit. So shout out to CSU, CVTU, ADEAST and the management, Esther, you know, got us a massage chair. Uh, First time we got it, I had an orientee. So I decided to leave my orange for 20 minutes and hit the chair for 20 minutes. Okay. It's pretty chill. You know, it like caresses you, you know, tickles you a little bit. Place I never knew I had. You know, it like squeezes your arms and your legs. Ooh. That's awesome. How did you feel when you um, hopped back on the unit? I felt good. Difference? Really good. Yeah. Good. I felt more calm, more relaxed. And I kind of was like, for sure, it's finished off the next six hours. Right. And we don't prioritize breaks. Like No, not at all. Sometimes it's like... It's not the culture to take breaks. I feel like we have that on nights, and we have to, like, snap out of it. Like, tell your nurse, cover the patient, you know what I mean, your colleague, and go take a break. Like, right. it's really important. It makes a difference in your day. Exactly. I think I went, like, the first year of nursing without taking a single break, and then I realized, hey, cafeteria opens at 1230. It's usually when I go down for, like, a walk. You know, I don't even buy anything. I just go leave the unit for, like, five, ten minutes. And that helps so much. You know, you, you refocus, refocus your mind, you know, especially if you had a stressful first like six hours yeah kind of go down there recuperate relax and you know tap the next hour six hours after that yeah mm-hmm. um next tip i would say is to be assertive one of those things that i feel like the nurses have to just develop like that confidence within right. them and be assertive to the patient to the doctor whatever the case might be just walk the walk you know it's like almost like hey you walk into the room poker face even if you might not know something, you know, don't pretend like you don't know. Say, I'll, I'll let you know the question. Mm-hmm. But it makes a difference with your tone, your body language. Like, everything resonates with the patient. Um, one time I had a family member that told me, wow, like, I, I trust you and I'm able to go home for my first night out of the two because right. she didn't, she wasn't comfortable enough with the nurses. And I, I reassured everything's okay, nothing's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I told her, go home rest up come back you need it like i noticed how tired she was on her face right and she had the trust in me and i was assertive i explained what i had to i was confident and it, it plays a different role it's not only for yourself it's for the patient exactly for the whole holistic thing of the hospital you know yeah, exactly i mean the best thing i could best advice i could give you in that aspect is do your do your homework you know if you see a numa that you see on the, on the mar look it up instead of going into the room and just giving it be like hey this is Sarah, cool yeah, you can take it now because if you don't know it, chances are your patient doesn't know it, you know, and they might ask you a question. Some of these patients are actually intelligent individuals and they're going to ask about their meds. Right. Some of them don't, obviously, but that that's it's okay. But when they do, you don't want to get stumped and look like you know, like you know what you're doing. Right. You know? And on the reverse of that, um, there was a respiratory tech that like I didn't see confidence in her, and I had somebody on life support which they are intubated. And we have to go downstairs to CT scan. So that being said, I go down with her because it's a two-person job to take down the CT because she has to manage the vent. 
and I just she just wasn't reassuring to me like I didn't see the confidence it mm. seemed to me like she wasn't sure with what she was doing sometimes and that bothered me and that raised my anxiety and stress level when I'm taking the patient down you know what I mean right so confidence is not only within yourself but if you don't see it within other people it can affect you as well so right. it's really important to be assertive in the nursing exactly. field you know because yep, you're dealing with people's yeah. lives right yeah so present yourself as an assertive individual you know confident and just do your homework yeah exactly yeah. Uh, next tip learn to admit your mistakes oh yeah that's definitely a big one you know a lot of times starting off we're gonna make a few mistakes like you give a whole pill of metoprolol 25 milligrams instead of the 12.5 yeah. of those and blood pressure drops heart rate goes down um, and you don't want to admit that, hey, you gave them too much blood pressure medication. So you're just like, I don't know what's going on. And then here comes the NP or the resident or the physician. And what's going on? You know, you don't want to say you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Because clearly you, you messed up. So just man up to it. Say you, say you messed up and fix the problem. Right. You know, instead of having people troubleshoot different medications, you know, maybe they're thinking, you know, he's got a stroke or something because he dropped the blood pressure. He's going septic. Something's going on. They're going to do blood cultures, all that jazz. Instead of you could just be like, hey, yeah, I gave him to him my topol. Oh, okay, cool. Well, just too much metoprolol. Let's keep monitoring, see how he does. Yeah. You know, worst case scenario, we could push atropine or whatever. Right. We're, we are human and it happens. Yeah. So. But just and, admit him. And it could be with anything less. It could be with like antibiotics, for example. You might have gave less than you're supposed to. So if you have to follow a risk master because it, it's a med error, whatever the case might be, just go through the process. And next time, it won't be as big of a deal. Right. Next time, you might be more assertive and double check what you're doing and you won't make that mistake. But it's okay to admit your faults. Exactly. Just so it doesn't affect anyone around you, especially the patients. So. Right. I mean, I I would admit that, um, you know how you crack antibiotics? Yeah. You know, there's been times where maybe I forgot to crack it. You know? Right. Or, or I forget to hang the saline lower than the actual antibiotic and nothing goes in so you gotta give it you know what I'm talking about yeah so when you run it as a piggyback you wanna have the saline be under the antibiotic so it goes to gravity you know and it does happen so just you know hey missed the antibiotic dose can I still give it or do you want me to just skip any just do the right. next dose little things like that but you know they all affect the patient um, next tip task management so proper note taking proper SBAR the proper way to manage your day so it's easier for you because just like when I, anything if you have proper systems in place mm. it makes your day easier it makes your time easier especially your shift if you know what you're doing um one just, thing i like is like my report sheet i have a special one yeah. it goes why he came here the history little like box for like whoa the time he came to now what kind of little procedures he had and then review of systems right. and i'll go in order especially i'm giving a report to you i'll go neuro respiratory cardiac um, gi um gu right. skin anything like AccuCheck's, and I'll, I'll go over my lines my drips yeah. i'll go into vent settings i'll go into anything miscellaneous and it just organizes me for a report i don't gotta look at the computer as much um right. and it could be anything like it could be as simple as making a post-it note, like, hey, don't forget consult in the morning. Don't forget to chart my Q2 restraints. Little things that are in place that just make your shift easier. Because let's face it, you forget things. Exactly. Like you get busy and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I uh, love your report sheets. I love my report sheets. One of my biggest pet peeves is people don't call the report sheet. Okay. And they stagger all over the place. You know, we have, like like you said, your report sheet, but systematic right. you know, from head to toe. Uh, body systems, all that, and I hate when people venture out of that. 
because we have a unit report sheet. Okay. And you know, it's see, ideally, we don't see we have we have one, and everyone uses it except for a few nurses, and it just drives me crazy because they're all over the place. They're going from like neuro to like how much do they they avoid to like lung sounds to like they're all over the place. I'm just like, all right, let's try this again. You know, like give me two from top to bottom because I don't want to write all over the place. You know, and making no sense. So just hit the points. Um, I mean, I really enjoy report sheets. And there's yeah. been many there's been many times where I forgot something, but I had it written down on the report sheet. Yeah. So I do do like them a lot. Um, and also like proper S bar. Mm. So know what's going on. Especially the physicians. They exactly. want they want their straight business, you know, they don't care how your day went, they don't care what's going on, they just want you to why they're here, what happened, what's the problem, and they're gonna tell you what to do. Exactly. Um, and even like um if you're calling the patient, right? Or I'm sorry, calling a doctor, be specific to the point and don't like beat the bush you know yeah. so um let's just say lower your output these are the fluids running do you want me to give a bolus do you want me to do that like sometimes you have to ask the physician what you want exactly. if you know you're, you're in critical care you kind of know a little bit right. message might be different or if you don't know ask them and it's just the care gets you know better or if they call you don't gotta go over like this simple stuff because he already read the message you right. know so yeah that that's i mean that's really good advice you know yeah. So, all right, guys, we hit you with some, you know, tips, some myths. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Had a great talk. Thank you, guys. Catch you guys next week. Doses.